How long I've been trying to get you on this? I don't know, like since, right. since we got back to Chicago. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. For people who don't know, I was on a TV show with this dude and then Chuck, who I did a podcast with not too long ago. So I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. You are my first guest on my podcast since I changed the name to Marathon Mentality. I like that, yeah. And it's funny because the Marathon Mentality is supposed to be about um about the ways to get to do being and doing the stuff you want doing it over time and putting a focus on getting there you know doing putting a focus on every day right. to to make change over time so, sure. like a marathon right yeah for sure yeah. and so like i explained in my in my uh what do you want to call it? my reel yesterday mm-hmm. i said that you know it's a marathon menta- mentality building you know, consistency by focusing on each day. So marathon mentality built on today. Mm-hmm. But what is important is my guest is even bigger into motivational speaking and all that. So you haven't listened to me yet, but I let the person introduce themselves because what you say is what you want people to know. So mm-hmm. go ahead. Name what you're about. Anything you want to share, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, my name is uh, Cornelius Mosby. Um, from the South Side of Chicago, uh, born and raised. Um, I would say just all in a nutshell, man. I'm I'm just a guy who who's devoted his life to the betterment of youth. Um, I've been right. working, huh? That's all right. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been uh, working with youth. I, I say for like the past ten years or so. Um, I uh. I started uh, doing public speaking around like five, six years ago. Right. Um, I was doing it for free for about a year until I got good enough to uh, get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I wanted to add more value. So I started writing books. Yeah. Um, I've written uh, nine uh, youth development books. Um, one book series is called Courage is Your Superpower. The other one is Kindness is Your Superpower. Um, and I wanted to keep going. So I created yeah. courses, uh, workshops, trainings. Uh, board games, car games, and then I just turned it all into like one company uh, called Super Self Institute, which is a social emotional learning program that helps young people tap into their superpowers. Bro, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I, bro, I'm I'm legit tingling. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, we sit here and we've talked, and we've like legit. I have goosebumps, yeah, yeah. and I and I I'm, I could tear up for sure because we've talked and you know we talked about your books and all that stuff but i don't know what it was about hearing all that stuff right now that dude that's nuts yeah i appreciate that's it. nuts <laughs> like i mean you have to really i mean i about started clapping yeah for, because yeah. that's that's big stuff appreciate and like you i know you have aspirations to be bigger and to make more change and to have more influence but bro like that's crazy yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. it it's been a um, it's been a long time coming. You know, um, I'm just enjoying it. You know, yeah, I do have aspirations of, um, bringing more awareness 
to super self. Like I want super self to like be so big, you know, I want to help like so many. And maybe that's a little bit of my ego. I don't know. Um, but I've been really enjoying the process of um, just building uh, Super Self Institute brick by brick. And yeah, man, I'm loving it. I'm loving like every every minute of it, every moment. And um, any chance I get, um, I'm trying to, you know, like I said, just bring more awareness to to what I'm doing. The whole <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to say it's amazing again and be redundant, but but it is. And and I think for me, I've seen you on Instagram. You know, you'll post up you know, basically just a monologue talking about what, what you're doing for the day. But I think, you know, your, your public speaking is also on there. And so I think I saw those two things and I'm like, okay, you get a, a vision of what it is. I didn't know you had done all the other stuff. And and I want to be clear. If no one has read one of your books, if no one has played one of your games, it's still amazing that you are just able to create that stuff. Cause I know how hard it is to just start like yeah. for the for the lack of better words yeah no for sure it um it is man um i i i started off like i said working in uh treatment facilities and like group homes right and things like that and um i think one of the things i um i struggled with honestly and just like kind of watching um they use a the term um recidivism like right. rates go up, you know, that, that just pretty much means like when a, when a, when a uh, at risk youth at a treatment facility leave, um, they come right back, you know, because of, uh, committing more crimes. Right. And, just like, just like prison. Right. Just like prison. And, and I feel like one of the biggest reasons for that is they lack the tools that they can use to help them navigate through life. And, you know, and you feel like you can give them that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I touch a lot on, I teach a lot about, you know, self-awareness, uh, mindfulness, uh, courage. Yeah. Having the courage to walk away from fights, having mm-hmm. the courage to do what's right, having the courage to make the right decisions. And um, and and just like, you know, the kids that I've worked with, I've also grew up with these same exact children. Mm-hmm. You know, they lack the tools that they... um they lack tools that, that can help them, you know, make the best decisions for sure. themselves or whatnot. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you good? Um, tell me what the goal is. So you, you say you do all this and they, you know, they lack tools. So, so one could assume that it's like, yeah, you want to help give tools, you know, yeah, help yeah. give tools, help give guidance. But to me, it's like, what's the overarching we, your your mission, right? Um, I would say my mission is to, um, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I want to impact millions of youth around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to turn millions of you. I want it to be a complete movement of super leaders of uh, youth who um help each other grow. Youth right. who's who understand like what their true superpowers are to, you know, to make the world a better place. And um, and yeah. So I think, yeah, that's what, that's what I see it. You're a counselor by trade. Yeah. That's what you do for your day job. Yeah. yeah, You can say that Uh, working in school as a, uh, as a counselor in a high school or whatever. So so I'm like, um, I I get a chance to like pick their brains and uh, see what they're struggling with uh, on a day-to-day basis or whatnot. So, yeah. Well, the reason I ask that is because it'd be easy to say, yeah, 
you know, this is, these are the type of youth I was around. So that's why I do this. But for me, it's like, why would you take it a step further to where you want to make that your passion, if you will? Um, I don't know. I think it's just in me. I think it's just innate. I, I feel like it's just something that I'm supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to share a story with you. Uh, let me try to get to, to, to one. of the, Okay. So first of all, one of the biggest reasons why I do it obviously is because, um, I grew up around these, these same kids. Right. right. And, and I lost friends because of their inability to control their emotions. Lost them how? Lost them how? What, uh, whether it's gun violence yeah. or to the prison system. Right. Um, so yeah, I lost them because of their inability to control their emotions. I've lost them because, um, because their inability to make the right decisions, sure. you know? And I feel like they needed a program like Super Self Institute, or they okay. needed someone like like me, yeah. you know. And and I and it and it's just been my mission. Um. So, so I, I started off. So look. So when I first came home from college, um, I uh, struggled real bad to get a job. Right. I struggled real, real bad to get sure. a job. And. And when I moved in with my mom, when I moved in with my mom, she uh I felt like I felt like she didn't treat me as if I just came back home from college. You know, I felt like she treated me like I was just like a dude that just got back from prison. And I'm not trying to like Right, right, right. Back. No, for sure. Like, like that's how yeah. I felt treated. And I think it kind of um hurt our relationship a bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt invisible, you know, if I didn't have any money, right? Right. And so I got in this space where I was like desperate to like, okay, figure out how to get money, how to how to get a job, whatever. So I started working at this temp agency. Okay. Um in Bolingbrook. They were they probably were paying me like ten dollars an hour for okay. like 12 hours in, okay. in the freezer, like yeah. packaging yeah. meat. It was it was terrible, man. Right. So uh months go by and then I um uh, after all the applications that I was filling out prior to one of the jobs called me back. It was like a group home, right? Okay. And um and so I, I get I, I I got this job. It was a full time job. And then I got another job um, at a treatment facility because I got to a point where it's just like, I don't want to get back to that feeling of like not. having. So you had money. two jobs at the same time. Yeah, I had okay. two full time jobs okay. at the same time because social work, they don't pay much. Right, right, right. Especially yeah. like coming right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I think it was like 25. Well, what was your degree in? Uh, criminal justice. OK, so I thought I was going to be a police officer. OK, but uh, that's a different story. But like but, I, for those for those who are just listening to this. Um, wow, you can even for those who can see it, uh, you can see that Cornelius is a very large person. Because how tall are you? About six six. And how much do you weigh? Uh about close to two fifty. But it's two fifty solid. Um, you know, pause. But but <laughs> if he if you were a police officer, you'd be doing some damage. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um I knew that job was going to give me a lot of anxiety, though. Like being a police officer, yeah, being especially a in Chicago, especially in Chicago, and um, and growing up, I ain't, I didn't really like guns, man, and I knew that. So I went through the I went through the background check, the physical, yeah. um, the written, and then I got to the polygraph, and then I was driving and I was getting ready to park, and I think I might have accidentally like tapped someone's bumper or yeah. something. But I was just like, at that moment, I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. And then I just, I just got and about just, it. And just stop. I just stopped. And so, but I think I was mentally already like, like off, like not trying to be right. a Chicago police officer because the first day that I showed up, it was the, um, it was like the, 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 the physical. And I remember it was like, 
uh this this short guy right um and i'm not i ain't got nothing against yeah. short people but... no hold on we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> once again for the people that can't see he he made a uh a hand gesture I, towards me i'm no, I, you know i'm between six one no, and six two no no you're pretty tall but i, I don't want you know i'm not trying to like short <laughs> short shame i'm, I'm just like joking this. so but yeah so it was like guy he's probably short short people corn sorry <laughs> yeah i'm sorry no <laughs> the dude was like he's probably like five feet and so and he was yelling and he looked at me and he says, I said, get in line. And then yeah. he like tapped my bag. Like, and so I was already like mentally yeah. like over it. Yeah. And then um, and so I guess that was like my fork in a row moment, like after I went through all the different steps and the guy right. took a polygraph. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But anyways, um, back to you know, I was working, you know, and I was working, I was doing like an overnight shift right. at the treatment facility, and I was doing a daytime shift in the group home. And I remember um, I looked at a book, right? Because like I said, that feeling that I had before I had a job, it right. was terrible. Like right. I was like, man, I hate being broke. So right. I, I remember I picked up the I picked up the book called um Millionaire Next Door. Okay. And um and it was talking about wealth and it talks about how um there are so many like everyday millionaires, right? Um, and they, and one of the things that it says was, I just, I read like two lines in it and I put the book down. One right. of the things I read was most like millionaires next door are very frugal. With oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 So I didn't even know what frugal was at okay, that point. So yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah. And, um, and then they say, um, they they invest their money into real estate. Mm -hmm. So it was like a light bulb click. I put the book down and then I was on a mission. I'm right. like, okay, this is what I have to do. I have to invest in some real estate. I have to invest in some real estate. And so um, I don't really want, I don't know. I don't want to talk the ear off or whatever, okay. but, um, but I got, um, but I started saving. I lived out my car for a little bit um, until I saved up enough money to, you know, purchase this, uh, this property. So you weren't at home with your mom? No. So this is what happened. So, all right. So one day I, um, I, I was at home with her, but one day my sister, no, I got a phone call. I'm I, it's about to go super left real yeah. quick. So Let's I, do it quick. Cause I got a lot of other stuff I want to talk okay, about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I got, I get a phone call from my, um, my mom when I was, I had like nine missed calls and, she, and I'm like, and I could tell that she was crying. I'm like, what you crying for? She says, your sister in the hospital. I said, why is she in the hospital? She said, your sister's been shot five times, right? What? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the pain, like the frustration, like the anger, like that I was feeling in that moment. And how, like, how old were you? I was like like 24, okay. uh, 24, 25, something yeah. like that. So I don't want to like brush past right. such a traumatic experience. Right, sure. Um, But, you know, I, I moved in with my sister. Okay. You know, I moved in yeah. with her. We clashed a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I realized she had a lot of traumatic. It was like a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't, you know, getting the help. So long story short, I couldn't take the um the the, the, the turbulent relationship. Yeah. Like conflict. Conflict. Yeah. Um, it got real bad. So I um uh, I moved him, I lived in my car. I lived wow. in my car. What kind of car was it? And man, it was just a 2005 Ford Mustang two-seater, man. So, so you're sleeping in it? I'm sleeping in it. The first night, it was snowing outside. Like, so where, where are you uh, showering and stuff? So so here's the thing. I parked outside the gym, right? And, oh, so the that's first, what I would do. Yeah, yeah. The first day, that the first night, I parked outside the gym. I was layered up. I had blankets on. 
it was so cold outside that my blanket got like frost on it. Oh, right. And, okay. I, and I still remember that smell yeah. that I had, like that, that I, that I, I, I still remember the smell and it was just such a distinguished. And I'm like, man, I got to get out of here. So I went to a motel, not a hotel, okay, yeah. a motel. And um, I gave them my car. They said it was 50 bucks. And I remember going into the, the room and um, it was so warm and I felt so grateful. <laughs> and I, and I got down on my knees. I started praying. Because I'm like, damn, like, what if I was like homeless? Yeah. You get it? Like, no, bro. Listen, I have so many thoughts on that that we yeah. can't go to. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll go down rabbit holes and yeah. I got other stuff I want to talk to you about. But I do, it, it, it's amazing how many people have really big success stories when you talk about Tyler Perry and you talk about other people who live, who had to live out of their car. Yeah. Now, you always wonder, like, how exaggerated that is, right? Like, did you live out of your car for a week? Like, yeah. uh, Tiffany Haddish, okay, she's one right. of you, but, like, did you live out of your car for a week, or did you live out of your car for a year? Did you, you know, like, what does that mean, technically? Um, or were you living out of your car just because you were moving? There's so many different, and I'm not trying to downplay the stories. I'm just interested to right. hear what that is. So that, that actually, bro, you're you're deep, and I'm I'm sitting here stroking your ego, but that's that's crazy. Um. I have so I like I said I have a few ways I want to go. I'm trying to figure out which way is the oh, best yeah. way to go next. Yeah. I think where I'd go because you, you kind of led me into it is you're like vulnerable. In the conversations we've had, like I said, we were on this show, uh, castmates on the show. He he was actually like, you know, on the show a lot. Um, and we'll we may we may get to that as well. But I just know in all the conversations we had you know, you're, you're vulnerable. And I'll actually talk about our first interaction, which is not what most dudes would do. Like, yeah. I, I know you, I know you remember. Yeah. I, I slightly remember. So this, it's hard to understand this without understanding the show, but the point is he was coming back to our hotel mm -hmm. from, from basically being on the show, filming and doing all that. He had about an hour to get ready to change and go do whatever. Um, I was dressed ready to go to what he was coming back to change to go to. And we introduced ourselves and you said, you look good, bro. They're going to like you. Mm -hmm. Like that's something I don't think men do enough. You, you, you'll do that with your good friends. You'll give them compliments. You'll do stuff like that. But for someone you just met and technically in competition with really yeah, to go, bro, you look good, you know, you, you know, they're going to like to, to give someone some inspiration that that sets you apart from the start. And then obviously you get to know, you know, it's like, oh, that makes sense. That's who you are. Yeah. But where I'm going is you, you allow yourself to be vulnerable. And I, I think I'm that, but then, you know, you actually make me feel in our conversations, you make me feel more comfortable to go even more vulnerable. Cause I don't think I have a problem doing it. It's yeah. just like, does does who I'm talking to want to hear that? I yeah. think is where we get. How do you think you got like that? Now, obviously, and and now I'm rambling, but now obviously your super self institute has to promote a little bit of that. But mm -hmm. but that's a, that's got to be in you a little bit, right? Like to have feelings and and you even talk. I don't know how deep you want to go, and I don't want to put your business in the street. Oh, but you, you even talked about having like different emotions, you know, by having anger and yeah. and you know talking about relationships all that like where where the question is did you have that in you or do you feel like you've developed that um to be real with you bro i think i developed it over the years man right. um i think it started um 
I'm trying to remember. I think it started when I first started reading um, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Wishes. So hold on. Do you you like to read a lot? I do. I do. I I, I do like to read. Um, I I took a little bit of a a break from it. Not a. It's not. It's not a good thing. Right. But I took a little bit of a break. But overall, yes, I do like to read. Well, I don't like to read books. And I say that a lot of times. I read a. I do end up reading a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. constantly learning. I wish I could get more into it, and that's probably a goal I'm going to set for, for myself. Sure. But anyways, you were talking about. Yeah, no. Um, I I think I, I've learned over the years. I believe um, that it doesn't like cost you anything to like compliment someone mm-hmm. because when you compliment someone, um, you're more likable, right? That builds your confidence up, and you, it, it feels good to like make someone else feel mm-hmm. good, you know. And um, well, I'll be honest with you, when you said it, I was like, this dude, <laughs> get out of my fuck out of my face, bro. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's yeah. that's the first thing. But then, like, legit, you know, the way you said it was sincere. So yeah. It had nothing to do with you. It was it was completely right. a me thing. You said it, and, and it, I said I I'll never forget that. I seriously sat there after that. I was like, that's a cool dude. Also. Once again, you know, I'm just stroking your ego. Um, you're you're six five. You're an attractive dude. Like, you don't have to give me a compliment because yeah. you know if someone was like, you know, the dude over there looks good, I'd be like, yeah, that's a good looking dude. You know what I mean? So yeah. to me, it's like you don't always get that from people like that. A lot of times, and I'm and I'm just being honest. This is real talk. A lot of times, you get that from someone who you would think, you know has less going for them yeah. because they, you know, they look up to you a little bit. Yeah. So that takes it even farther that it would come from, you know, someone like that. For sure. Yeah. No, nah, man. It's just like, it's just been a habit for me, man. Like, um, I just, I've just gotten to a habit of like, uh, building people up and yeah. not saying that you needed that, yeah. but it, it's like, okay to like compliment another yeah. brother. You know but what I'm saying? But, and, and I want to, I keep cutting you off. No, you now. good. You good. Go I, ahead. uh, but I also want to get, like I said, the vulnerable thing. You you being vulnerable, and that can mean a lot of things. You're not sitting here crying to me. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But you, you like we have real conversations about real stuff that probably some people who met, you know, six months ago, five months ago wouldn't have. Yeah. And so, you know, there's got to be a certain comfort for someone. Or it's got to, like I said, it's got to be in them or built in them for them to be vulnerable like that. So, like I said, it was it's kind of like where do you find the comfort to do that? Mm, that where do I find the comfort? Um, that's a great question. I um I just think that like I said, I just think it's just like a habit that I just built over time. Yeah. And I just been really um I strive. This is the best answer I feel like I could give you at the moment, but I strive to tap into like my higher self mm-hmm. as much as I can. I tried to like put my uh, my ego like put my ego in the back seat, right. right? So I'm like every day, I'm like like I said, I'm striving to like be my best sure. self or my super sure. self, and and that and that's just a uh, um that's just a result right. of me tapping into sure. my super self. Like I'm not like intentionally like oh let me just it's just like it just comes out, sure. you know. It's just like it's just like and it's. It's genuine, you know, it's authentic. I th- I think what makes it stand out, and I'm going to be redundant here, is I talk a lot about uh, animalistic behavior, right? Yeah. And, and animalistic behavior is that in, if you're in a room full of people, people are going to admire and want to be around the biggest, strongest lion 
in in the room. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm sure most of the time you're the biggest, tallest, mm-hmm. or maybe the biggest too. Per you know, person in the room. So you you already are visually, you know, standing out. Yeah. Um, and then you have a personality. For sure. So that that takes it to, you know to a, to the next level. I understand what that does. I I feel like I'm the same way. Yeah. And I and I understand the value of that. Um, and then when you bring that side of you as well, I think it it makes you, like you said, likable yeah. in a different way, which is which is really really interesting because when you already we already said two things that make you likable, right? Yeah. You don't have to go here, and you could you could put up a wall and you could protect yourself and do all those things. I think for me, that's where I found myself a lot of time is I have walls built up against you know in the way of people mm-hmm. that um in my life that I, I have to constantly be working on to bring down right mm. like for example here's one i don't always say i love you to my parents when we get off the phone it's just a weird thing like we yes. love i love my parents so much mm-hmm. i know my parents love me so much i had the best childhood it it's it's not even it in fact I, i'm gonna take that back it is almost a little bit weird when i say it like they don't say it to me <laughs> and i don't say it to them we don't say i love you when we get off the phone like and that that could sound like a small thing but it's like I feel like I'm putting myself out there, even to my parents, mm. to say I love you when we're getting off the phone. Like we're about to hang up. I'm like I love you, and I don't, I don't. They don't always even. I think they they probably always say it back. Yeah. But you know, it's not very, not very often they'll say it first, if at all. Yeah. Especially like my dad. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. What What do you think that come from? Like, what do you think? I I th- it's. Which is so weird because I'm a quick person to say I love you. Like, if I love somebody, I'll tell them I love them, yeah, right? Like, right. friends, you know, if I'm in a relationship strong enough, like, I'll tell you. I like you. I, I love you. I, yeah. Oh, damn. You just lose power for a second or what? Um, but, I yeah, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. So, I, I really don't know. I really yeah, don't know. I, um, I think one of the things that happened for me in, the, you know, my poor sob story, right? Um, oh, trying to lose my microphone. Mm-mm. Um, one of the things that happened for me, and I should, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even like use this as a downfall, but was my when I was in high school, I, I wasn't super popular in high school. Okay, you know what I mean. And I grew like I tell this story a lot. I grew like six inches between sophomore and junior year. So then I started to get more attention. Then oh wow, okay. And for different reasons in high school you know, I just didn't get all the attention, but then I went to college and strangely, I got so much more attention in college than in high school. And then once I got out of college, I got even more attention Mm -hmm. than I got. Um, and you know, you can say that from anyone, you can say from females, you know, um, um, admiration from other men. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is me being super vulnerable. Um, it's, it was, I think it's hard for me because I feel like I was like scratching and clawing so much for attention Mm -hmm that um you 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 think there's a persona you're supposed to put off like that's what makes people like you right maybe it's exactly what i said when you when you get you know people tell you you're attractive and that's just i'm just being honest like people people will tell me that if they tell you you're attractive and they tell you have a nice personality you feel like you got to live up to that and living up to that doesn't always mean being vulnerable mm. or it, maybe i just make that up i obviously make that up in my head right because i like i said then i look at you and i'm like damn i admire the shit 
out of you being vulnerable. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's interesting, man. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like I said, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Um, here's a question, man. Do you feel like you're vulnerable, or do you just feel like you're normal? Do you do you feel yourself putting yourself out there? And I'm I'm making a big deal about this, but it is a big thing. Yeah. Um sometimes I do. Right. It depends on how I feel, but like me being vulnerable because I work with youth, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have to be vulnerable in order for them to open up. Sure. So that in itself is a habit that I've So do you feel like you have to be extra vulnerable or do you feel like you've just gotten to this level of vulnerability because of it? Um, I feel like I just got to this level of vulnerability right. just yep. from uh, like working with youth and like hearing their stories and seeing what they're going through. And when you're trying to help them, you need them to be vulnerable. So mm-hmm. you have to be vulnerable. And it's just, yeah. And it's just like learned over the years. So I don't, I think the only times I really feel, feel myself being vulnerable it's like when I'm like, um, like if I'm going through like rough, yeah, um, situations and like relationships, yeah. you know, with my mm-hmm. significant other yeah. or whatever, and um, and and when my uh, vulnerability is like taken for granted, sure, you know, um, that's the only time I could really feel myself, and right? It, and it, and it, um, because we're human, man, we got yeah. emotions, and I think. It makes me feel a little small sure. in those moments. So being vulnerable, being vulnerable in certain moments, yeah, in certain moments, it's where tougher. It's tougher when someone is taking it for granted. Someone okay. that someone that you care about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, other than that, I, um, I'm, I'm like openly. It's just like a habit of just being vulnerable, right? right? Just uh, being open to people, you know? Huh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just, but people that I feel like, you know, I could be vulnerable with, I guess, yeah. You mentioned ego. Yeah. Which is a big thing. Um, and, and you're a humble dude, which is good. Um, which is funny, I actually, or was it, you posted a thing yesterday about about uh, Wallow saying being humble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. you, that was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because I, that, that rang with me too, because it's like, I don't know where I fall on that. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with that. I do want you to comment on it, but I don't know where I fall on that because I think you, sh- I think you should be humble. I I, I think his point was other people shouldn't be telling you, you got to be humble. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, I get that hundred percent. And also I think, I mean, who like is it like a humble meter? Yeah, like, right, right. Who hundred percent? Yeah, I agree. You know, what I, I agree. Mean? Like, I, I, how do I know when I'm? How do you be? know exactly? And I, I think I used to struggle with um, being too humble, right? Uh, to a point where I used to dim my light, and my mother used to say, "You need to stop doing that." Um, because obviously, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and it's like you, you never want to like. Um, trigger someone with your success. Hundred percent. You don't. Yeah. You don't want to make them feel like they're smaller. They're smaller right. or whatever. So it could go either either way. It can like inspire someone mm-hmm. or it can make them feel bad. But I feel like now as an uh, as an adult, I feel like um, you just have to do you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to walk in your light. You right. have to. It's it's okay to be confident. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you can I curse on here? Yeah, 100%. As long as you're not shitting on someone. Right. You know, don't shit yeah, on nobody. 100%. You know? 
But where I was going was was exactly what I've been saying, which is really hard for me to keep telling, you know, saying you're attractive and whatever, because if I'm being completely honest, people tell me I'm attractive. That's really, really hard for me to say. I wonder if you feel this. If you say it, people are going to be like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but then you, I don't know what you're supposed to do when other people are telling you that because that's that's when you're supposed to be humble you're supposed to do all these things i i asked about ego because where if if you don't know where you fall on being humble or don't know where you're supposed to fall on being humble where are you supposed to fall in your ego right like when am i supposed to have an ego like you said be confident stand up and say yeah yeah like you know even when you talk about being attractive like you're not attractive because you're not only attractive because of the way your face looks. Mm-hmm. You're attractive because the way you present yourself, the That's way true. you dress, the way you, the way you talk to people, your mannerisms, things like that. You can have two people that look the same and act different and, and be people be attracted to them different levels. And when you say attractive, I, I want everyone to understand that. I don't just mean the way you look like mm-hmm. There's so many people out there that are just attracted to someone's personality. Right. And that's what, that's what I mean in a lot of ways too. Yeah, for sure. But how hard is it for you to walk that line of humble ego? Uh, and it, you know, you you can incorporate vulnerability. You you know, where where are you supposed to be? And is that a struggle for you? Um, in what regards, though? Um, I, I get what you're saying, but but I mean, like, in what regards? Like, what type of situation? Are like we you about? you said, I gotta like put my ego. Like I I think you were talking about one uh, super self institute to be through the roof yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. you're like i wonder if that's my ego yeah, right? yeah it's like that's that's not the example i'm necessarily talking about but i'm talking about i I know people give you a lot of compliments i know especially when you 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 were just on a different show for public speaking right I'm, yeah. I'm sure people saw you and they're like bro you're you're killing it yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and so like how do you where how does that make you feel maybe is the best question um i think I I like it. I like right. compliments. Um, are you good with them? I'm terrible with them. Am I good with them? Um, I think it took me a while to accept them because look, I used to my my brother. I, I feel like all siblings probably do this, but right. they used to talk about me bad, man. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. They used to talk about me bad yeah. so for a long time. I didn't think I was like a handsome. That's dude. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm I I think now I got I've gotten to a place where I'm just like, oh, thanks, I appreciate it. Right. Or and back, do you mean that? Like, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Back then, I used to be like, what's this person's angle? Right. Like, why why is this person telling me this? Like, I don't even think for me it's that. For me, okay. it's and I'm insert I'm inserting my my own. Yeah. But for me, it's um, I just can't take it. Like I, I you said, dim your light, legit. Like I get a compliment, and the first thing I feel myself do is look down and or be sarcastic and make a joke back. And I hate it. Every time I do it, I hate yeah, it. I'm yeah. like, just say, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sure. Um, I wish I knew what to say better. And and that's something as I, as I talk about it, I told you, you know, these, these podcasts are therapy. As I talk about it, I, I feel the gears turning on what I could do different, but, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I just say thank you because I, I feel like it's uh genuine. And I feel like when I was, unable to accept that it was just like my insecurities that little boy that i had it within me that was getting bullied sure. or that was called <laughs> mr potato head by right. my brother you yeah know? and so um but it, it comes with just like uh building myself up internally you know using like positive affirmations and like 
and putting myself in a situation to build up my confidence, going yeah. to the gym, um, and just like just being a good person, you know? Yeah, so, bro. That's the thing that you you touched on something that's big to me. I feel like I do the work, right? Which which really makes me frustrated that I can't take a compliment. Because, you know, for anything, when people talk about like in, in career stuff, you know, you talk about, like I said, the way you look, um, the type of shape you're in, all that stuff. I'm putting work in. I'm going to the gym like we talked about. I'm I'm going and buying clothes and I'm educating myself. I'm having these podcasts. I'm having conversations. I'm I'm putting genuine effort into learning people mm-hmm. and caring about people. Mm-hmm. And then I get complimented on it and I'm like, yeah. Uh, and I, I know I just, I'm, I have like a rage inside of me thinking about it because I know I just make a sarcastic comment that feels probably makes the other person feel dumb or, or like, I don't appreciate what they said yeah. and I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. No. Nah. Um, what, what do you think it stems from? Like I, I said it, I think it's, it, it comes from, not having that now having it and not knowing how to deal with it it. for sure i think another part of it is coming from people who are i I don't want to say less than but people who may give you compliments and it's actually a cut down right Mm -hmm. like because they're they're insecure and so you know they're they're coming at you for different reasons and and, uh, i don't know you talked about it you don't want your success to make other people feel smaller and the people that respond with that or react to that have really probably put a you know a toll on me over whatever because what what happens is i know you've had this right like if you're if you're a decent looking dude and you have a personality you're a player you're automatically a player you you fuck every girl (laughs) that i know you've seen those memes i was just making a joke about this the other day um it's those means where it's like what my girl thinks happens when i go out and you know it's like like a bunch of women like crowding around to do and and it's not like that but i get called a player all the time for people who don't know me obviously you don't know me at all because i am i feel like i'm a sensitive person i genuinely care you know i i'm not okay when people are unhappy with me i'm not just going and doing whatever willy-nilly um and so to the point, like it's one of those things where I feel like I'm doing the work yet. I'm still have this perception from, from all this other stuff. Yeah, no, that's tough, man. That's tough to be able to, I mean, to, to, to do the work within yourself and to work on yourself, go to the gym, uh, be successful at your business and to, to, to uh, try to be a, a good person, right. a genuine person. And then people still have these, uh, these uh, perceptions about sure. you, you know. So yeah, I could, I, I can, I can imagine like yeah. how, how you feel about it. And, and once again, I'm not sitting here woe is me. Like yeah, there's, yeah. there's much other, pro- there's much bigger problems, and 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 that's a mental thing within me to the point that we're making. You you can just not care as much. Like it, it's probably the or not to not be as sensitive about it or whatever. Yeah. Um. And it. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's easier said than done, man. To be yeah. like to say just don't care yeah right right. because we're humans sure we have emotions and this is like um an everlasting of uh not everlasting but it's it's always becoming yeah you know becoming better at sure um being more confident right 
Um, and and that's okay, yeah. you know, as long as we're like striving sure. to just be more confident, be become a better person, yeah. be less insecure. Yeah. Um, and that's what's important. Um, we can't really beat ourselves up when we're not how we think we should be. Sure. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep you on here too long because because right. I know I kind of kidnapped you to do this, right, but um the last thing I was going to say, you said you try and tap into your higher self and you, you kind of just led me into it with what you were just saying. Yeah. You try and tap into your higher self. How do you know what the higher self is? Like, uh, this is almost like, where do you put your moral compass, right? How do you know that like you're doing the right things? How do you know that you're tapping into your higher self? How do you yeah. know that what you're tapping into is the right thing yeah. to tap into? For sure. Um, For me, I think your higher self is all the great things about you. It's the loving, the love right. in you. It's the kindness in you. Um, It's the genuine, the authentic you. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I know I'm tapping into my uh, my higher self when I'm doing things out of love. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm doing, when I'm being kind for no reason at all. Sure. When I'm being genuine for no reason, you know. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I mean when I'm, you know, tapping into my higher self, when I'm not judging people. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to add, I know that's your ex explanation, but I'm yeah. going to add following your passion in there. Cause yeah. I like your answer, but I for think, sure. I think that's the part you're missing Yeah, because when you're following your passion, I think that's part of that as well. Of course. That's, that would be like mine is the things you said, which you articulated better than I would have. And then like following your passion. No, no I agree a hundred percent, man. Following your passion, following your heart, man. That's really tapping into your, uh, your higher self, you know? And how often do you feel like you do that? Um, I would say now, and I would say most days mm -hmm. I do, I have my days where I'm like judgmental, um, when I'm like, I might be negative, mm -hmm. um, where I'm just not in a good mood. I'm like, people say vibrating low or whatever you want right. to call it. Um, but I feel like I'm, I don't stay there though. Right. I'm able to like get up out of that sure. and, um, and get back to my higher self. But I say for the most, for the, for most days, I'm, I'm aware to know I'm, I have enough self-awareness to know like, okay, when I'm slipping up, mm -hmm. when I'm not walking in, sure. you know, my higher self. So, yeah. Well, that's what's up. Well, man, I, I appreciate it. I hope I, I wanted to make this one about you yeah. because, um, you know, for the same, you know, to be as vulnerable as we've talked about, like you're, you're special to me because you make me feel like that. You make me feel like it's okay to be vulnerable. I, I enjoy being vulnerable. I don't enjoy the walls that I put up. Yeah. I don't enjoy being just not being in my higher self. I, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. what the best way to put it. But, um, so, so I, I was happy for that. I, I think also your story, which I didn't even know, and we didn't go too deep into it, but it's, it's important for people to hear too, because you, not everyone is out here living life to help other people and, sure. and you do it on both sides for yeah. work and for your passion. Right. Yeah, so I yeah. thought that was important too, but I really hope we can have some other conversations sure. because you, you know, you obviously have a different mindset um, on some other things when it comes to, you know, helping people, you know, whether in their heart, their mind, their soul, whatever. So um I mean any closing thoughts you have oh man no nah, man i appreciate it man um i think this was uh really important it was a really important um conversation that uh people definitely uh definitely need to hear it's hard for a lot of people to like be vulnerable for sure um and yeah it's a 
it's um it's a marathon, marathon mm-hmm. to right. yeah. you know, and we just gotta keep striving and we gotta keep becoming the best sure. version of ourselves. So for sure. I you know, I didn't really incorporate that today. Um I want that to start on January first. Okay. Um and, okay. and then have twenty six days consistent of it. And I, I wanna make sure I'm incorporating. But yeah, I, I really do think it is. I think, you know, getting to wherever you wanna be should be the end goal and then you you have checkpoints along the way maybe is a better way to put it definitely that help you get there to to finish the marathon so but you know but you know marathon doesn't doesn't end at a mile mm-hmm. you know isn't isn't accomplished in a mile and you know changing isn't isn't accomplished in a day so for sure, for sure. um even if you can make the change that you want in a day i should incorporate this just came to me if you can make the change you want in a day it's not change if it doesn't happen over time for sure you know what i mean because you make a change today and then you go back to the old way tomorrow why why even go through the hassle making the change so but no man i appreciate it um you know hopefully we'll hop on uh the marathon mentality podcast and uh i'll let me i'm with it man appreciate you having me bro